Oh, hey. Well, this is awkward. Uh, so, haven't seen you in a while. What, uh, what, what, what have you been doing? Huh? You been, you been busy? I'm, uh, I've been doing some stuff. Haven't made an episode in a while. Figured, you know, uh, it's about time maybe I do that. So, uh, do you mind if we just, just catch up for a little bit? Oh, yeah, by the way, my name is Joshua DeYoung, and this is a late, late, uh, returning episode of Do You Mind? Back for the next season, or arc, whatever, stuff. So, like, what have I been up to? How how come I haven't done an episode in so long? Well... It's not because I haven't really wanted to. I've just been um, been busy or lazy or mostly just depressed. You see, you know, I was kind of feeling like nobody really cares, so why bother? Um, which I know is like really a dumb thing because I'm just a tiny baby podcast that like 10 people actually listen to. But um, yeah, mostly just feeling down on myself, feeling like, you know, what's the point? Why bother? Uh you know, just wallowing in self-doubt and misery, the usual. Um, but yeah, there, like there's plenty of things that I could be doing, but I just haven't seen the use lately. Um, just uh, especially, you know, all all my other pursuits, comedy, you know, whatever. I've just been putting it on the shelf, you know, like whatever. Who cares? Just yeah, not not. I haven't been having the best time about it. That's. That's the thing about depression. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, it's like, oh, but you're, you know, people will tell me, like, oh, you're funny. I don't know why. When's the next time you're doing stand up again? Or when's the next time you're doing another podcast? And I'm just like, uh, you know, who cares? Like, it just feels like, like when you're depressed, like just being, sometimes it just feels like being alive is like working at a job you don't like. Does that make sense? Like I'm trying to trying to relate it to somebody who doesn't really understand having a severe chemical imbalance. It's like well, you know, if if you've ever had a shitty job and like you just wake up every day and you're just like, ah, oh, fuck. I gotta go to work. Well, when depression's really bad, you know, you wake up in the morning and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. I'm still alive. And uh you know, it's almost you know, kind of a funny way to put it, but I mean, not, honestly, I'm I'm just being serious. <laughs> but that's that's just one way to put it to try to make it relatable. Um, but I have been meaning to make an episode for quite some time, and uh, yeah, I've really been trying. Like I'll, uh, I mean, not that hard, obviously, because it's it's not that hard to sit down and talk into this microphone, but. Um, yeah, I was just, uh, like, I would start taking notes or, you know, writing down. Even, you know, the other day I actually started recording one and ended up deleting it because, uh, I don't know, I just got weird about it and scrapped it. It just wasn't coming out right. It didn't feel right. And um, I don't know, I just got so frustrated with this resistance at one point. One time I was I was sitting down to take notes for an episode and... Uh, I just started, I just stopped what I was doing and scribbled it all out and just, uh, 
started writing this and I just wanted to share it with you. It's a little, it's a little grim, but, uh, that's just kind of what I was feeling at the time. And I'm just trying to be totally open and honest with my struggles and hopefully uh, somebody can relate, but I just wrote down, uh, why am I like this? Will anything make me happy? Even in comedy, if I have a good set, it doesn't matter. I feel the same. I'll even get compliments, and they just roll off my back, like, oh, yeah, thanks, man, but I already knew I was funny, or could be if I applied myself. I don't know. I just don't feel like I really belong here, or anywhere. I'm just hanging around, waiting for the ride to end so I can get off and move on. It's getting old way faster than I am. And sometimes I feel okay, like... I can just go through life like a normal person and be perfectly happy with what I have. In fact, I feel guilty for not being happy. I'm so ungrateful. I have shelter, a bed, plentiful food, and people who genuinely love and care for me. So why is it so hard for me to give a shit all the time? And, uh, yeah, that's just pretty much all I wrote down. Um... But so I I had reached that point of just feeling stuck. And I think I just finally hit a a breaking point where I had to decide, you know, what what am I going to do about it? Like I reached the point where I actually have to do something to take action, to make a change. Because, you know, I want to be better. I want to be happy. But, you know, I've been... And I know, you know, things that I could be doing to improve that situation but you know the thing about depression is like you know there's there's just the it really is just a chemical imbalance like you just don't get the same juice out of everything that you used to maybe like everything just seems old and tired and you know I just don't want to do anything anymore don't want to get out of bed let alone uh accomplish anything you know I've just been sort of sliding by doing the bare minimum for a while and um that hasn't been working too well for me. So it's about time I finally started actually doing stuff for a change and see how that works. And actually, you know, really give it a good honest try. Um, I was uh, one of the people that's really inspired me the most on, uh, you know, other than my my wife, who's always been strong and, you know, encouraging me and stuff, but I mean, uh, figures, you know, pub people I, I really admire was, um, Tyson Fury. And, uh, I don't know if uh, any of you followed that story, but it's actually really fascinating. Uh, a while back he beat Vladimir Klitschko to become the world heavyweight boxing champion. And he was this massive giant of a man. I think he's six foot nine and he moves around it's like really herky jerky and like he's like he fights weird for a heavyweight like he's just really slick and smooth and lanky it's, he's a amazing fighter and uh well one day after he won the championship he said he even knew that you know once he did this like there was he he was he was probably going to retire cuz he just didn't know what else there was to accomplish like he just wanted all he wanted was to be the heavyweight champion of the world and so what happened was he got uh, super depressed after that he won that fight put on a ton of weight um, blew up to like 400 pounds or something like that. And then, um, one day, uh, something just lit a fire under him. And, uh, part of it was, uh, Deontay Wilder, another great heavyweight boxer. He was, uh, I think he's actually the heavyweight champ in one of the organizations. I don't know, but he 
said something about him in an interview, and he said, well, yeah, someone was asking, well, what do you think about, you know, fighting Tyson Fury? And he's like, uh, I think he's done. I'm pretty sure he's retired. And so uh, he heard, and Tyson heard that, and for some reason, like, that just was enough to spark him off. He said, no, like, no, I'm not done. And, you know, after reaching uh, multiple breaking points, you know, one where he almost drove his car into a bridge and got drinking all the time, and one day he finally just... You know, he came home and, like, prayed, got down on his knees and, you know, prayed to God to, you know, to lift this thing from him. And, like, all of a sudden it was like a light switched and, like, he was back on. And he started, uh, you know, he said, you know, he worked his way out of his depression, uh, you know, got back into training and started preparing for a fight with Deontay Wilder, called him out, you know, lost all that weight, got back in shape. And, uh, yeah, and then he, uh, he actually, they had that fight and it was a... Uh, it actually went to a, a draw. It was a incredible fight. But he got he got knocked down twice. The first time he popped right back up. The second time looked like he got knocked dead on the ground and then rose back up like the Undertaker. It was like something out of a movie. I wouldn't have believed it if I hadn't seen it with my own two eyes. But super inspiring. Um, you know, somebody said. Uh, you know, he he got up for the depression kids. I think it was on Joe Rogan podcast. It was like when Greg Fitzsimmons joined or something. Oh yeah, he got up for all the depression kids. But um, after that fight, he he donated his all of his winnings to you know helping people with depression, you know uh, charities and causes that would you know contribute to that. And he felt like that was his mission in life from now on. And that was so. And he said that you know the way that he got out of it was just by. You know, one, finding God, and two, setting goals and then carrying them out. You know, no medication, no uh, no therapy or anything. Like, he just did it his own way. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do here as well. I'm, uh, one of my goals, I actually started writing down things that I really want to accomplish at some point. One of them was um, do an hour of stand-up comedy, like record, like but like a good one. You know, get it recorded, you know, by with on real cameras and maybe, uh, you know, get a bunch of people to show up and do it at a, a nice venue and maybe shop it around, see if I can, you know, sell it on the internet or something. Anyway, goals. And, uh, another one was to fight professionally at some point on some level. And, uh, another one was have a podcast with a loyal following. And that's, uh, so that, that's the goal right now, but the thing about it is to have a podcast with a loyal following, you have to have a podcast first. So that's what I'm doing right now by trying to record this and actually really get something going and get cracking on my goals that I've been putting off for so long like a goober, like a goofy goober. So that's how I'm starting to pursue my goals and everything. Now, um, as far as... Uh appealing to some higher power or finding my true purpose in life. That's another journey that I've been on for quite some time now and uh, have made a couple new noteworthy stops that I think I should fill you all in about. Um, <clears throat> so a uh, couple, couple months ago, I went to my first ever uh, Universalist Unitarian Church, which... I didn't even really know was a thing. I didn't know that it was... <clears throat> I, I kind of 
have been operating under the assumption that universalism was like a new thing, but apparently this has been going on for quite some time. I guess it's just a, a new concept to me. Thanks, Rob Bell. Um, but basically, uh, we went to this church, and what they are is... Uh, well, the first one we went to, it was called the People's Church, and it was in Kalamazoo, and they had... Uh, well, first of all, we were there for, I went there for a, a weekend uh, young adults retreat conference thing. It was a conference, that's what they call them. And uh, that alone was awesome, and I have plenty to talk about. But uh, what, well, what the Unitarian Universalists are is they basically, um, it's like non-denominational to the nth degree, basically. It's like they don't really care what you believe. They as long as you're uh, striving to be a good person and, you know, they say they're just there to help you, uh, help all, help us all along as individuals on our own spiritual paths. And that's really cool. And I saw people from, uh, looked like they represented different religions there. I looked, I saw, I think I saw a guy in a, in a yarmulke, so a Jewish fellow there, you know, people, you know, in talking to people, I met once that some had came come from all different faiths before. Like they were just people that, uh, you know, maybe the Christian church had sort of bummed out, and this is where they ended up. Or you know, a lot of people they they've been universalist their whole lives. And um, oh yeah, one of the craziest things. Speaking of the, our whole lives, that that's one of their programs. There is they have part of the. Um, Sunday school is there's like a sex education program called Our Whole Lives, OWL, OWL, whatever. And it's, um, yeah, it teaches kids like from a young age, like the birds and the bees and, you know, what, you know, what is considered, you know, healthy sexual behavior and stuff. Like it's, it's very comprehensive and really interesting. In fact, I, during the conference, one of the things that they led, we, they did different workshops, and uh, one of the things that they did was um, they actually had us write out a sexual fantasy story. Um, well, the only rule was uh, uh, no penetration, but it was, it could be, like, it was like a, like a sensual thing. It was weird. Like, they gave us three items. I think we got, like, for ours, we would got a deck of cards, a cassette tape, and some glue. So what we came came up with was um, somebody was in a casino counting cards or something at a blackjack table, and this cassette tape was uh, was the music that was playing in the background, and they got taken back into the office or whatever, and uh, it was it was pretty interesting. We called it "Passion of the Heist." I thought it was clever, and um, but then there were other ones. There was like a there were there was like a Batman S and M one that was interesting where Batman beats the shit out of Joker, only in like a sexual. Way. It wasn't. It was weird. And the the pastor of the church, the lady that was the leading the service the next day, done so the Sunday was there too. So that was interesting. You know, going to a church where sex is uh, embraced and not suppressed. It's like, uh, yeah. It was really, really, really different for me, coming from my very conservative Christian background. So that was kind of a shock. And uh, yeah, let's see. Oh yeah, lots of other great stuff happened there. The um, let's see. Oh yeah, over the course of the conference, you know, met some really cool, interesting people. 
uh, did some new things. There, there was a, there was a meditation class. There was a, um, there was a, a lightsaber flow arts class led by uh, Je, who was it was really cool. Never done that before. You know, if you ever, if you don't know what like the flow arts are, if you've ever seen those guys, like at the club or at the nightclub, you know, at the they got like the glowy sticks or things, and they wave them around and. You know, if you ever if you've ever seen those and looked like, well, I don't know, that looks kind of fun. It actually really is. I think I may have missed my life calling as a baton twirler. I mean, maybe not, but seriously, it's pretty fun. Like swinging stuff around, throwing it, spinning it. That was cool. And then uh, there was oh, there was a music improv core or uh, not a course, like a session, like a, a, we just had a big jam session, everybody like picked up their respective instruments and just sort of doodled around and tried to collaborate and make a cohesive song just sort of on the fly, and that was really cool. Um, I played the Pokemon card game for the first time ever, and uh, apparently there's a lot more to it than I ever realized when I was trading these cards as a kid. I think, uh, I don't, I don't think I ever realized this, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that, uh, up until just recently, I'd only been having hypothetical battles with my friends where it was like, no, but my my uh, Charizard could beat your Kadabra because he is the, does the move and it'll hit, it does 100 damage. And, but apparently it takes a lot to get those Pokemon onto the field and doing that. There's like damage counters and that, that guy finally figured out what those energy cards were for. Um <laughs> So that was fun. Uh, some people were playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Lots of people were really into that. And uh, come to find out, I've been uh, since then. I've been sucked down that rabbit hole and actually uh, had my first session with um, Paris. Was actually is actually running Curse of Strahd with a small group. Um, that we just I just played our first game, and that's pretty awesome. I'm playing a bard. His name's Jimmy. Uh, we'll probably talk a lot about that later. Um, yeah, it's a really, really cool collaborative... St- I, I, I never really played D&D before, but I, I was always into, like, the video game RPGs and stuff, so, and, uh, and you know, fantasy storybooks, so this is sort of like that. It's a... It's like I never really understood what it was, but it's like a... It's a collaborative effort of storytelling that takes place between the characters and the dungeon master, and it's like everybody's writing this one story together and everyone's like improv it's like improv acting and playing the characters and there's like there can be comedy to it it's it's uh it's really cool actually and i actually it's something that i've I've been shocked that i didn't get into sooner and uh i was wondering you know why i never you know why i never got into D D as a kid or anything because you know i loved writing i loved fantasy i love all these different things and uh, ironically, I realized that it was probably because of church. <laughs> and now the reason that it sparked my interest again was because I went to church. Um, so yeah, that was that's a another kind of big chapter in my spiritual journey. I haven't been back a whole lot. We haven't. We're still sort of looking around at different churches. This uh, the other week we went to uh, All Souls in Grand Rapids, and. Um, that's a, a cool place. That was actually, uh, they're a Unitarian church, but they're also, there's a synagogue there that meets on the Saturdays in the chapel. So, um, and I'm pretty sure that's actually the one that I visited on a high school field trip one time. But, 
Anywho, oh yeah, and uh, their choir, I'm so happy that we visited on the week that we did because their choir did a stirring rendition of Dream On by Aerosmith. So yeah, Unitarian churches are better than your church. Sorry about it. <laughs> it was like, uh, but it wasn't even like the, it was just the, the piano version and like the church choir. Oh, every time that I look in the mirror, dream on. It was like, it was like something you would see in a viral video. It was amazing. You guys don't understand what you missed. Shout out to Mickey and everybody and Tinu and all the folks over there. Um, good times. <laughs> um, uh, furthermore, in my spiritual journey, I think I'll end on this one. I think I'm getting into one of my ramble circles where I talk around. But uh, another thing that I definitely wanted to touch on was in terms of uh, getting in touch with my higher power and purpose or whatever. Um, some of you are going to have feelings about this, but uh, I had a nice chat with a shaman recently. And uh, I'd, I'd never met a shaman before, but we, uh, I learned about it through there's this place called uh, Elements in Kalamazoo that, where they sell uh, uh, lots of holistic medicine stuff, uh, oils, crystals, um, minerals, rocks, you know, all, all kinds of different stuff. And they offer different courses and things there. And I actually, uh, through them, I wasn't even expecting it. I think Sa uh, Sam was just going to do one it was it was called a, a clearing session that they were offering, and I didn't really know what that meant or what to expect, but she ended up doing one, Bobby did one, and then, well, I was there, so I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do this too. So I met, I, I had a, I talked with this guy, his name was Dakin Tull, and um, really interesting, basically the way he explained it is what he does is, um, you know, he sits down with you and, uh, he, he talks directly to your higher self. Like, um, you know, like, kind of like a, like a medium or psychic, but like his, his specialty is like in communicating with, um, you know, one-on-one -on -one with an individual's higher self. And, uh, I'd never, I don't think I'd ever really had that kind of experience before. Um, at least not like, like totally sober but the, the, it was almost like it was it was hard to explain i know it all sounds very woo woo but as it was happening in the room like it it was definitely it felt real like everything that he was doing like it, it's hard to explain I, but anyway so what had happened what happened was we uh during the course of the conversation first he uh um well, we took a minute to we did like a little prayer over our time that it would be, um, you know, productive or uh, that it would be blessed or uh, I don't know, I forgot exactly the wording, but anyway, um, yeah. And then just got to talking. He said that, the, oh, well, interesting thing with mine was he started, he said he, he was trying to get in touch with my higher self, but, um, he had actually had to, with me, he had to directly ask me permission to communicate with my higher self. Because at first, all he was seeing was, he said it was like a like a scythe. Just sort of, like, hanging in front and, like, swinging or whatever. Like, I uh, wasn't sure what that meant. Maybe that I was just being uh, guarded. Or that my higher self thought there was something to protect. or was. But once I gave permission, it was, uh, 
like it was all fair game pretty much and so he was uh so he's talking and he said he got this he, he gets he said, the way they communicate he gets a lot of images uh you know random like numbers words and things and uh he said the, the first image he got was one it was like a it was almost like an aloe leaf he said like the way it sprouts off in kind of different directions only the the image that my higher self was giving it was mine it was like a kind of like that sort of like long leaf but it, it was curving off and just spiraling into the distance and like sprouting off like just like random different spurred like growths and things and just sort of spiraling off into infinity like um gosh i can't remember the name but one of those mathematical figure things i nope lost it lost the word but you know what i'm talking about um Fibonacci sequence maybe I don't know I don't know but anyway so it was one of those things and it just was spinning and spiraling off and he said the image that he got after that was my higher self showed it like that like that that was me but then it what it but then it showed what I could be and the plant straightened itself and uh I think he said, like, it was hard to describe. He actually, like, stood up and sort of acted out, like, the motion of what was going on. But it went from, like, being curled off and, you know, curling off and all these random different, you know, spiraling into infinity and it just stood tall and then like, it was like a spread wide, like like a pillar of light that was just, like, casting itself, like, all, like, it was like a wall of light. That, and it was, and then just started moving and, it, and, carrying up everything he said it was it wasn't like a like a forceful thing like a push like a crushing you know like smashing everything in its path but like a like a wave of light like washing over everything and like picking up other things in its wake and like carrying it with me and you know he uh we, we went over a lot of different stuff but i think you know he said you have you know he said i definitely have like uh some sort of like potential and ambitions or some some purpose that I, I feel like isn't fulfilled right now and what he suggested was you know you, you know you want to do all of these different things you know you'd have the passion for you know the music the martial arts the you know you want the comedy you want to do a podcast and everything he said uh, his suggestion was you know why don't you try just doing one thing really well and just being consistent with that and just see see where that gets you so that's what I'm doing here. I'm starting right now, starting with this, and hopefully, um, maybe I can, uh, sweep all of you up in my, my loving aura wake and carry you with me on this journey to self-discovery and acceptance, or whatever. I don't know. Basically, I just wanted to yeah, I've decided that, you know, the reason I, I really ultimately want to do a podcast is because I, I do want to make something of myself, and I, I feel like I, I want to document my journey along the way, you know, either way, regardless, you know, I don't, I don't post a whole lot on Facebook anymore, like, mostly because I just don't like, you know, all, all I do is, like, share stuff that I think is funny to let people know I'm still alive, but I don't know. Like, I don't like talking about my problems. I don't like... I don't know. I, I just... 
I don't I just don't interact a whole lot for some reason, but this gives me like a like a specific outlet to, you know, just really like dump everything and it, and it's another opportunity to make sure that every day is not the same. Like it's something to work towards and um you know, my work is pretty honestly pretty boring. Like I don't hate my job or anything, but it's it, you know, it's repetitive and every day is not very different from the previous one or the one after that so having something to work towards and develop and you know really work on it gives me a sense of purpose and uh and i think that you know by you know through doing this and through uh you know getting out of my own way and you know finally trying to make an effort to make something of myself and better myself i can offer some sort of positive influence on my small circle and hopefully that uh that positivity will continue to grow and spread and create like a ripple effect and you know just remember just it's important you know for me and you know everybody else to remember you know no matter how small and insignificant you think your actions are they can have you know Marcus Aurelius said it best, you know, what we do now echoes into eternity. So, like, if, you, if you're having, like, a bad day and you snap at somebody, you know, that can affect, you know, their line of thinking. So maybe they're frustrated now all of a sudden, so they go home and yell at their wife or something. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But it's the butterfly effect. You know, positivity breeds positivity, and you just got to continue to be that positive light in your your own life and among your own small circle of influence and if we can all do that then maybe we'll all get along better we won't have to suffer so much i mean not unnecessarily anyway suffering is part of life but anywho i think i've uh I've spiraled right down to the bottom of the barrel on this one <laughs> but uh yeah definitely um i will be back I will be back. And in greater numbers. I'm going to finally... Maybe I'll get another guest. Remember when I when I was going to have guests on the show? I was going to do that. I was going to talk to people. Um, so yeah, this is just sort of my announcement. Uh, I'm back. Hopefully better than ever. Uh, you know, screw the hopefully. I am better than I've ever been. And I am continuing to get better. And you are too. So remember, until next time. If you mind your mind, then your mind won't mind. So mind your mind. Mind.